Bonjour, je m'appelle Anthony from the Defining Time Show on Fifth Wrist Radio and thank you for tuning in. Fifth Wrist is a place where enthusiasts can explore, share and learn together to really bring to life this hobby that we all love. So my name is Anthony, as I've just said in French, and uh, I'm joined by Benoit uh, from Petite Secondes. How are you, sir? Salut Anthony. Hello Anthony. How are you doing? <laughs> and it's 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 great to be with you and uh, to be with with the most professional of podcasters from the Fifth Fifth Crew. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Um, we have a very very exciting show today, uh, and you'll you'll figure out why I said what I said just to introduce myself there. But uh, we have a very special guest uh, who's someone that I have wanted to speak to for a long time and really respect the. The watchmaking and the um, the products that he's bringing to the market now from the independent world. Um, so, without further ado, and I hope I don't say this wrong, but Armand Billard from Satori Billard. How are you? Perfect. Hello. Very, very, very good. Thank you for the introduction. I, I would, I, I can try an Australian. There would be something like "Good day, mate." Yes. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. Benoit, can you do Australian accent? Good day, mate. G'day, mate. Yeah, good, good, good. Actually, we were we were just talking before a little bit. I'm uh, I'm going to be taking some time off to embark on a four wheel drive journey with my father, and uh, I was saying it to Armand, and he he has been to Australia before and had Vegemite for his birthday for his thirtieth birthday, and he's got a, a a boomerang, a didgeridoo, and a some Aboriginal artwork up on his wall. So fantastic, fantastic. Um, all right. Well, uh, we've got a, a fun show tonight. We've we've um, prepared some questions that we'd love to ask Armand about his, um, you know, his history and and what he loves about his business and the, the bespoke style and potentially what's to come in the future. Um, but before we do that, we'll do some wrist checks and drink checks, and then we will. I'll, I'll also do my rapid questions. So I have five questions that I haven't sent you. They're very simple. They're just a bit of fun. Um, and we'll do that after the wrist checks and drink checks. So, Aman, why don't we start with you? What's on your wrist? And I know it's early in the morning in France at the moment, but what are you drinking? So I, I just drank a coffee. It's, the mug is just down there. And I'm wearing uh, my uh, SBO4 prototype uh, with a blue titan inside. Beautiful. This is the very first I made. Um, and, and now it's, yeah, that, that's yeah. the prototype I'm, I'm living a little bit roughly with. Uh, so I can check the box. Super nice, super nice. <laughs> I remember when that came out and it's really hard to polish titanium and the way that you've done that and executed that. And then I'm sure we can talk a little bit about the ghost later on, yeah. but that's just another level of complexity and, and engineering that's just crazy. Uh, Benoit, what about you? So um, on, the, on the drink side, um, we can't have quite nice beer in Europe that's reserved for the Australians. So I've come up with the, with the rather nice beer. So a local uh, crafted beer called La Brande Zag, which is rather nice. So it's a spring beer because it's yeah. nearly aperitif time. So I'm, I, I thought I'd be allowed for a beer. And on my wrist, I've got the watch I received yesterday, independent <gasps> watch from Russia, my indicator oh watch. beautiful so uh yeah mm. my very first uh first russian oh, watch second case yeah case design is uh it's like the like the gorges you know the industrial gorges so it's a one hand watch 
beautifully finished uh, all the way through. I mean, I, I'm gobsmacked by the details and the attention to finish. Uh, it's, it's really a, an awesome surprise. And uh, Sergey, uh, the watchmaker from uh, Codibrica Design, who makes this watch, is uh, such a passionate guy and such a fun guy. It's a really unique experience. So as we have an indie watchmaker with us today, I thought I'd put my latest independent watch, which I'm very happy of. Very good. Very good. Um, so drink for me. I've, uh, I normally don't drink on days ending with Y, but I thought I'd make an exception today. So I have uh, a single malt Tasmanian whiskey that has been, uh, it's, it's one of a thousand bottles that they made. It's a very small batch and it's been aged in Kunawara uh, Cabernet Sauvignon barrels. So quite interesting to see an Australian whiskey and then it, uh, it it being aged in Australian wine barrels, which, yeah, it's cool. It's very, very nice. It's got a lot of, um, it, you can really sort of smell the fruit straight away. As soon as I poured it before, it was extremely fruity, uh, which is very nice. And on my wrist, I was going to put an independent watch on and technically they are independent, but I'm wearing my um, 114270 Rolex Explorer, as we know, uh, the watch of the great Roger Smith. Uh, he wears one every day, so if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get into the show. So I'll start with my rapid questions. Uh, so Aman, if you're ready, uh, you just have to pick one or the other. Uh, so we'll start right, with Rolex or Omega? Rolex. Vintage or modern? Modern. Mainstream or indie? Indie. <laughs> Sorry, that's a silly question to ask, independent watchmaker. Uh, flip or keep? Keep. Keep. Absolutely. And do you like a few watches or a lot of watches for your collection? A few watches. A few. Because I'm, 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 I'm really picky. <laughs> I'm, I'm really picky. And, and on, <laughs> on top of this, I cannot afford the watches that I would be interested to have. So when I'm buying one, I mean, I, I take ages to choose the watch and I keep it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, it's always interesting to, when we talk to independent watchmakers, to just understand a little bit about what's in their collection. So a little bit later on, um, I'm really literally sitting on the edge of my chair to hear about what kinds of watches find their way into an independent watchmaker's collection. So we'll get to that a bit later. But um, sure. why don't, for people who, who don't know who you are yet, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and then just a little bit about the brand? So my name is Armand Billard. I was born and raised in Paris, in France. I'm 45 years old. Um, I've been uh, trained as a designer, a product designer. I used to to own and, and to operate my own consultancy design agency for almost two decades. Um, and five or six years ago, um, the, the job was a little bit crazy and less interesting for me because I, I became uh, switched by by the the job um, to be a designer, from a designer to be a manager, you know, working not working on, on the designing bench, not drawing anymore, etc., but just dealing with PowerPoint, Excel, and invoices, and VATs, and stuff like this. And so my my job was a little bit frustrating, and I had a chance to meet 
a bigger consultancy agency that just took over. Uh, and that was the, the, the perfect moment uh, to change life. And, and I said, okay, I had this passion for watch. Um, I can I can take a couple of years just to see how it goes. And, and well, here am I today. Yeah. So when did so you start? This is my background. Um, when did you start the company? 2015. So five 15. years ago, six years ago. Okay. And what sort of training I, did you have to do to get yourself upskilled? <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, so sorry, everyone. I can see him, but you're not going to be able to see him. He's making these funny faces, like training. No, we don't do training. Uh, but yeah, what? <laughs> no, how, I mean, how did that? Can you tell us the journey of you know you? So you were right. doing some consultancy in design. You decided, yeah, not yeah. for me anymore. I love watches. I'm going to go pursue that. Take it from there. Okay, so the, the first the first work I did with watches, of course, was to design one because. Uh, Today, I'm on the only one operating Sartori Bia, but this is two family names. And Sartori is one of my friends, Lindovic Sartori, who was uh, the first, I mean, the co-founder of the brand at the very first days. <clears throat> uh, we named the brand out of our two names in a very creative way. Um, <laughs> but I, I really like the name, actually. Um, and, and so... Um, that just started out when we are like 39 years old, we are talking about watches and we say, oh, because you're, you're a designer, you have this network, probably you could design one watch for both of us that we would like. And yeah, just start. So I said, okay, let's let's make a watch. I have everything. I, I know the software, I know the engineering, a little bit of engineering uh, side. So I work on this and not that quickly, but after a few months, I found the good suppliers to to make a case in France. Actually, the same supplier that is making some very limited edition cases for hotels and for this kind of, uh, of brands, uh, uh, father and son, uh, CNC and, and watch company uh, close to the Swiss uh, border. And I asked them and, and then they agreed to make like some cases. And I said to Ludovic, okay, if we are making two watches for us, probably it's cheaper if we make a company. We're going to register a company and we just can play with the VAT and play with the incomes and blah, blah. And probably it will be cheaper to make it this way. If it doesn't work, we just shut the company the, the year after. In France, it's very easy to make a company. So we, we made a company, we made the watch, and what was supposed to be two watches became to be 20 or 25, I can't remember. So and, and at this very first time, so I made the design, I made the engineering, but I, I was not able to make anything by hand. All, all my life has been a trainee for brain work. Like we, we said, travail tertiaire en France in French means like you 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 mainly working with your brain and and not doing things with your hand and so I had people to do this and to assemble the watch for myself but I, I looked vividly how they make this and and and, and I, I had to do something with my hands that was kind of a therapeutical process. Um, and then from there, we made uh, two years, after, no, one year after the SBO2 that was not made in France, that was made in Asia because the first one was expensive. That was uh, 3,000 euro 
including the VAT to 2,500 or 400, uh, excluding that. So we made the SBO2 in, in Asia. And, and just, and sorry, so, was that yeah. the one that you could change the bezel that had the screws? The, yeah, the SBO2, yeah. So yeah. For people that have not seen that, if you scroll down on uh, on the Instagram page on Satori Bira, you'll see the, I mean, they're, uh, they're really cool. They're, they're really catching and I love the way that the, the sapphire is is quite bent and, you know, it's really, it's a really interesting case design. It's sort of like a cushion case, but but it, yeah. it almost has the the sort of effects of the Code 1159 from AP that they did where they're sort of bending yeah. the, um, yeah, you might not agree, but that's what the way I see it. It's kind of that same concept yeah, no, no, it's, that's, that's um, because it's it it's it bends down in the middle and further flares out onto the side. So it's, I'm sure it's it's difficult to make, um, but you could change the bezels, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It's kind of like changing your watch straps. If you can unscrew your bezel and put a black one on one day, put a red one on the next day, and a blue one the next day. Um, and from my understanding, that they weren't all that expensive to interchange no, cheap. you know so so that was a great great concept and great idea so for people who don't haven't seen them before check them out they're just a really cool design and and ability to change your watch basically so sorry yeah that that that, that was the, the because we when we made the the sbo1 already some clients say oh i would like this color i would like this uh a little bit more like this like that and i was really limited with the how it was built and how people would make the watch for me. So on the SBO2, I said, okay, I'm going to to make what I can so the the owner can change the watch. Like that was the very first step of customizing the watch. Um, the watch was costing 600 euro to buy and a bezel would cost 30 euro. But, but that, that was very fun because I could make the first uh, bespoke pieces because I partner with this guy who is uh, painting um, motorbikes race, race helmets and so he has all the technique and all the paint so we could if a guy said okay I want to have a bezel that is the red like my Ducati or the blue like my Porsche or green like this we, we would just make the paint so everybody started to have their, their very own and personal watch uh, that bring me to the SBO3 that was a very very short uh, release watch like 10 cases um, because I, I just explored the way how I can work with a different subcontractor in a much higher quality. So I started to have some guilloche dies and some hands handmade, etc. And at the same time, I could see this guy working, how they were working, buying the tools, trying to do this myself. And that really uh, took a, con a, a really nice form with the SBO4. The SBO4 was born very, very quickly. I, I created the watch within two or three months, maybe, because that was, at, at one stage, all the gears in my mind just aligned perfectly, and boom, the watch was there. And I knew what I wanted to change, what, how I wanted to make the dials, how I wanted to make the hands and, and, and everything. And so from there, I had all my puzzle from parts I could make myself and from parts I could give to some some very chosen, wisely chosen subcontractors so they can make the parts for me. Yeah, that wow. was the first course. It's a, it's a crazy interesting story how it just 
it, it goes around from, from Asia and then to select fuse and higher quality. And, and I suppose that's the story with a lot of businesses. They've got to start to see what it's all about. And then as it grows, it evolves. And then you get more picky and choosy, as you said before. And now the product, I mean, to be honest, I, ha- I haven't held one. I live in Adelaide, which is a very small, it's not that small. It's got 1.2 million people, but yeah, people say it's a big country town. It's really not, but we don't have a lot of big watch scene here. So unfortunately, I don't get to see a lot of the watches. I know there's some people in Melbourne and Sydney that have your watches. Hopefully when I get over there, I'm, I'm able to see one, but you can see the the, the qualities, you can really see it, even though I'm looking at it through Instagram. Um, I really can't wait to be able to see one and, and just sort of touch it, try it on and see how it fits and wears, etc. cetera. Um, so yeah, that's a great story. There is always a, a, um, a, wave to, a way to improve quality. Yes, Benoit? You, you... No, I, I just wanted to ask because uh, you were talking about the subtractors. And uh, so you seem to have dealt with a lot of different ones and dealt with Chinese also, well, Asian markets and, and, and Just French. for one, sorry. Yeah, and uh, I was wondering um, if it was easier to work with the French companies uh, being in France or m- maybe, you know, the Germans and the Swiss have a lot of good quality companies. So how do you choose and what's your experience with the, the different ones from different countries? Okay, so I I only work uh, with a, um, an Asian-based company for the SBO2 case, and because they were able to make it at the price that I wanted, and after for all the details, even straps and bezels and everything, and even assembly, I work. I really like to work as locally as possible. Um, and and now my subcontractors, I choose them, mixing. Uh, Close, locally, and quality, and and okay. and sometimes I would I would say okay for this type of component I prefer to work really locally. For example, the packaging box for the watch, it's like a pen box. Uh, it's a very long box. You open, there is a basic lid, and you put the watch inside. First of all, because I hate watches that come in a box where I think okay there is more. Uh, yeah, I mean there is more money in the box. Than, than in the watch itself. I mean, I've seen, I, I won't tell names, but God, I mean, okay. See, so I, I really don't it. like this. <laughs> and, and this will be hidden in the closet after five minutes. Yeah. Um, so I prefer to make something very basic, I would say, a little bit sober, but it's, it's made really, I mean, it can't be, the, the one in aluminum can be uh, even closer because it's two kilometers away from my workshop. And the one in wood is probably 150 kilometers away. Um, uh, so I'm doing this and for the cases and every other part, this come from Switzerland because, I mean, they're just mastering everything there. So far, I I couldn't deal with some French manufacturers for a part like this. Even this week, I had a talk with with the same local workshop that is making the cases in aluminum if they could do the buckle for, for, the, for the straps. And they, they are not equipped. They are four times more expensive. So I mean, it has to be done in Switzerland. They know what they are dealing with. Do you mean that basically when we compare the, the French watch industry, and I'm talking about the parts makers, uh, like cases, buckles, or, or, or even parts of the movements, compared to what the Swiss 
and I'm thinking probably the German have to offer, there's no competition. The industrial power is greater on that side of the Alps. I, I think I think the, the Swiss in the, the, the every every little uh, village in the Jura Suisse or Valais Jou or they, they have workshops able to make parts for you. So it's 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 crazy. I mean the network is just insane. I've never really um, tried to work with German people. Uh, I, no, that's that's not true because I have a supplier. My my stone dies. They're coming from a German supplier, which is one hour okay. and fifteen minutes driving from here. Is the biggest uh, stone supplier for the Swiss industry, but it's a family-run business in Germany. <clears throat> and for all the engineering in Germany, uh, my German is not so good. I mean, it's crap. Um, <laughs> so is mine. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes German won't speak so much English or French. So you, you would, I mean, you would quickly have the language barrier. Um, from my experience, they are so picky that that it's lacking the the French flexibility I love to have. I mean, when I'm saying something, okay, you're making okay, this is a rough idea, but if there is something, you know, you can change in, uh, okay, just adapt. And the guy in Swiss has this this feeling. He say, ah, yeah, okay, okay, I I tweak this and I tweak this. And with the German, if you say this guy, I'm I'm you need. <laughs> I, I, I need I, I need the, mean, spec, yeah. the, 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 the spec sheet to uh, the hundreds of millimeter if it's not do this nicht in Ordnung. So sometimes I, I like this, this flexibility. So it's the good. Swiss are the most flexible out of the three, basically, out of the French, the German, and yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh, French, we we don't have any. I mean, out maybe I'm not aware of, but we don't have any industry for case making or something. I, I know of a few, uh, because I live close to Besançon and it's the microtechnical uh, hub of yeah. France. So I know there are some, but it's... Yeah, it, yeah, they, 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 yeah. From an, because I'm not a watchmaker. I have, I have my, my good connections. Yeah, through Switzerland. Actually, for the SBO4, I have a very good relation with, with, the, with the case maker. And actually, the case maker uh, workshop is close to the the guy who will make the finishes on the case also. Mm -hmm. So they're working together. Um, for okay, that's the news for you. Uh, but I've been already be telling to a handful of clients. But I'm working on the SBO five watch that will be presented within a month, I think. And the case should be made by Complemin of our booty line and team. Wow. That's awesome wow. news. That's going to be very, very cool. So this, so, this will air I mean, after you, you that launch. Yeah. 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 And, and, and these guys, I mean, when, when you have the chance, at 7.30 this morning, I was talking with the tech team of, of uh, uh, and Actually, this is a joint Voutilainen owns a company which is called Complemin that is making dials. And they are making some of my dials. And Vutilainen also owns a company that's called Katar Vutilainen. They're making cases. And this is the technical team of Complemin that is working together. So that, that's yeah. triangular that's work. And so I had uh, at 7.30 this morning, the guy from the tech team uh, talking about the case. And yeah, nice. Really well, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but let's talk some more about your watches. So I did want to ask, um, the idea of bespoke is in, in some 
uh, industries and things, it can mean very different things to others. So what I wanted to do was, I know that you you do offer bespoke. So in what is your idea of bespoke and what bespoke options do you have for your clients? What what can they get? Okay, I think the bespoke idea comes from my um, previous life of a designer, of owning a consultancy agency, is that the taste is highly personal and highly local, I would say. Yeah. My French taste would fit to a French client, probably. There is very few chance that my French taste would fit to an Australian client, everything. And I find it a little bit arrogant when somebody comes with a design saying, okay, this is a worldwide design. I mean, because I'm the warranty of good taste. So, I mean, just adopt it or just don't get it. I find, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> nice. But it's, a, yeah, but that's nice. But that's a little bit either arrogant or is, a, or is a little bit boring if we all have the same stuff. So, because I had the chance to talk with so many different uh, prospects from all over the world, very a lot of different countries even if i don't sell many watches i mean they, they're coming from such a different area of the world and they would say i love this because this is in my culture this is colors that are important for us etc so i said okay i want to make a watch then everybody can put his personal and aesthetic intention into the watch and that will be the maker of it so of course i'm trying always to orient the design and okay this guy has this id okay i'm trying to make it with my own sensi sensibility sensitivity or whatever um but th this will be um the the client's taste at the end so um, this is this is the the reason for bespoke many companies find bespoke very difficult to process on an industrial level because you, every part is a Every new product is a new prototype, I would say. But for me, I just love it because I'm making yeah. a very small amount of watches per year, around 70, something like this. And and there is n not a day which is boring. I, 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 would, I would kill myself working for Panerai. <laughs> I love them. And I'm saying because I own a Panerai myself. Yeah. But I mean, as a designer, I mean, <laughs> I mean, where the, do you find the motivation every Monday? Yeah. <laughs> Just make it bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> and, and with more loom. Let's add loom, you know. <laughs> but I was wondering, um, does that mean that your clientele come, comes from really from from everywhere, or is there like main markets? What's your clientele portfolio? Where do they come from? Okay, I have, um, I have three main areas for my clientele, United States, Middle East, and Asia. Uh, okay. Asia would be uh, Singapore, uh, Southeast Asia area, uh, which is represent quite well, actually, the, the world market for, for the watch industry. Um, I have few clients in Europe, but not so much, and very few from France, because I explained this in, in a very easy way, is that in France, uh, watch is is not really a market that you would um, spend money of it. You have much more different um, ways to spend the extra money you have before to get to a watch. And we still have in France this need for brand 
you know, the brand sign. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, if you're an engineer, you need to drive the Audi or the BMW or, you know, you need this. So yeah. you still need to have a brand. I, I, I was wondering, because when we see today, there's lots of independent brands coming up and there's, there are some French ones, some German ones, some, some Swiss ones, and there's some British ones. And when you see the British uh, independent watchmaking scene, they get a lot of support from the British market and from the British watch collectors. And as, as a French collector, I mean, I'm in lots of WhatsApp groups with French collectors. And this, this kind of detainment of what the French are doing from the French collectors, like uh, everything is criticized. So I was wondering how have you been welcomed by the French watch world when you started your, uh, your brand? And I'm guessing it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really interesting. Uh... Uh, there, there is a lot of French uh, artists or creators. They've been known in Japan before to be known in France. You know, yes. you, you there is a point you need to go over your border, and then ten mm -hmm. years after you come, come back. back. There is there is this kind of feeling in France. Oh, and and I won't lie. There there are some brands like Acron, like Baltique, mm -hmm. like yes. March Lab. Uh, very famous and, and young brands in France. They have a huge market in France, but they are making watches that are branded. That the market is really waiting for. Mm -hmm. The Acron will make all these watches with the military inspired mm -hmm. style stuff. Uh, March Lab will make very elegant, a bit dandy watches with very nice shapes and, and great watches. And uh, who did I said also? Baltic with a dive watches. Whatever. So Baltic, yeah, yeah Baltic neo -vintage. Make dive watches. Yeah, no mm. vintage dive watches. So they, they, so, but I'm making something really different, and I'm and and I don't have a catalog, and I'm making watches for for collectors that already are really mature in their watch choices, and it almost never happened that somebody is, is asking for a watch and say, oh, this is my first uh, independent watch. My, my, my typical client will have probably 10, 20, mm. I mean, some have hundreds of watches. Mm -hmm. and, and they are just um, filling the gaps with the watches that I, I can make. They say, oh, I'm, I'm just wanting, can you make a watch with a lapis lazuli dial and some gold hands? Because I can't find this. And, I mean, I would like something like this. You know? I say, of course, I let's make it. Okay, can you make like a, a pink dial watch? Yeah, okay, look, like uh, I have to admit, in a few years' time, and with a lot of money, I could probably become that person. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes. I'm, I, I'm, I've been learning through the years to be really patient. Yeah, I'm older. I mean, your guys are younger than me. I'm 45, so I'm already on 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 the older side of of the length of life, I would say. But I see so many brands and so many industry now. They're saying, "Okay, rush, rush, rush." We're making the company now. In one year time, we're making a million of turnover. In two year time, the company is sold, and we are rich for the rest of our lives. And and this is absolutely not my mentality. And and I would probably really be really annoyed if like uh, 
I don't know which uh, TV star would uh, say, oh, this is the Sartori BR watch. I would say no. (laughs) (laughs) No, because that that would mean something that I don't want to. I I mean, today it's 2021. I will work probably for the next 20 years. So guys, we will see every year for for the next 20 years and we will see together aging and you know the work so it's it's like running a marathon this is what i did with my consultancy design agency that was a marathon very at a good reason but for a very long distance and no, you're not really never tired and you don't crack under the pressure and and you don't i mean so yeah. it takes time i just want to say it it totally resonates with me because I'm I'm kind of this very quirky watch collector. I think uh, Anthony will uh, <laughs> will say I am. Um, see, I've I've just got my indicator watch, which is, I mean, it's the most quirky watch you can have. And uh, but when you know the quality of it, you can truly appreciate it. And 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 I shared it with my French watch collector friends, and we meet every year or before COVID and share watches. But it's like you said, the market is very branded and very also money orientated, meaning like, um, can I get my money back if I buy this watch? And me buying this Russian independent watch with a crazy design, he made a custom rhodium dial. I mean, it's just, it, it makes no sense. And, uh, and if I'm in the fifth risk crew, it's because uh, there's this Anglo-Saxon part of me <clears throat> which has to come out s- somehow. And uh, I find an, an echo with people like Anthony, like Roman, like, like, like Alex and all the other guys because, because we have a different point of view and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a hard time getting that from my French collector friends. And when I posted Otherwatch, their reaction was, yeah, I like the dial or I like the hands, but but they just can't make that step forward to go beyond having just the ordinary Rolex or Omega or whatever. So I'm really happy to find another Frenchman who's got kind of this um, this kind of sense uh, for watches. I don't know if I've made my it, point. It, but uh, so. you, you, you were talking you, you, you were talking to um, like at the beginning, like the quiz question, Rolex or Omega or something, if I would probably buy one watch and have it for the rest of my life, of course, I would get this this brand that is indestructible and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think about really reselling it. I would just, it's like my car. I'm, I mean, and my car is represent perfectly. It's a Skoda Superb, who is 150,000 <laughs> kilometer on the motor and drives perfectly because I, I I make all the the garage check twice a year and everything and the car is twelve years old. I don't have any interest in cars. For me, this is like a transport station mode. It has to be big enough to fit everything. It has to be reliable. It has to be efficient. So if I would own only one watch, I would probably own a Rolex, probably. But as a collector, if you're going into the collection mode, the more advanced, of course, you're going to buy all the Rolexes and all the Omegas and everything. And at, at one stage, you get a little bit bored with this. It's like cars. You mm-hmm. would buy all the Porsches and all the Audis, and then you go to Morgan, and then you go to Alpine, and then you go all to the small brands, and they bring something. We haven't talked about this, this 
this rule, this so important point in my in my work, this is joy and happiness. I mean, because the clients that I'm working with, I I want to bring them something that everybody is talking experience, experience this, experience that. But if you're buying a watch, I'm I'm I believe that the experience is totally different. You have the very traditional experience, which I also enjoyed as a personal buyer. If you go to Cartier, if you go to I don't know. Uh, Jagger uh, Lecoultre, like JJ Lecoultre, as they say. JJ Lecoultre. You have the, the white gloves and you have the champagne and everything. It's very nice. But at the end, um, the contact with the, the guy who sold me the watch is not the same. But when you go to indie brands, I mean, you get to talk with me or any other independent brand, or you, you get to talk with the owner. And then it's going to be a journey for, for months. And I'm really happy to say that some some clients that I had, it's hard to say they're friends, but they're nice relation. I'm going to give you an example. I have this client in Australia, in Sydney, uh, Michael, um, and and so he, he bought a watch. He's a very high-end collector. He bought one of the first SBO4. Um, that was great because it gave me a lot of feedback on the watch. I mean, honest brutal feedback this is good this is good this is not good work on this do this better you know what you mm -hmm. really need to hear and and a few months ago with my daughter a saturday morning we are talking about the time fuse that was on the weekly lesson of of my daughter and 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 she she couldn't really understand that that the sun at the other end of the earth the sun is different say okay let's call michael and and we we chat with Michael in Australia, and he sent and he sent pictures of him in the evening, and and so so this is a, a, a more private experience to exchange a little something like this on a Saturday. Just to say this, yes, the journey I'm I'm proposing to the clients is something I hope that it's worth remembering, and and that is offering them something different, and at the same time I'm. How do you say this? We uh, in French we say le pèlerin. We holding the sticks. You know, you just like you know the torch lighting up the way for the other independents. Because I'm working for a global team, I would say. Because if one of my clients owns a Sartoribia and has a good experience with Sartoribia, probably tomorrow morning he will have a watch from this uh, Spanish independent watchmaker or this uh, Dutch independent watchmaker. So it's like saying, okay, independent watch making is about this, it's about experience. If if you were, were uh, looking for something, I can recommend this what this watchmaker or this one or this one. You'll have fun also making a watch with them. It's a very true thing, and I, I think that's the wonderful part of uh, independence. Is I I do believe, and I've spoken to uh, quite a number of um, of independent watchmakers, and and there is this really cool kind of we're in this together feeling between all yeah. the watchmakers that it's like you know if you come across a satori bilard you may come across a uh, a holton ricks from delft yep. in in uh, the netherlands or you might come across calibrica design indicator watching from russia or it, it could be moser um it, it could be a lot of things and i think there is this this great and habring as well you know habring that has yeah. done and then they've been around oh here we go here we go <laughs> <Habring again>. <laughs> <laughs> all right i won't even go there but but it's true and 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 to be honest that it was it was habring that got me hooked on independent and and then i went to ox uh, to oxen junior to moser um i'd love to come to satori billard 
and and a, a whole lot of others. Like I'd love to own a Holtronix one day. Um, you know, it's a three D printed watch case. It's it's amazing technology, cool. and he's yeah, a lovely really lovely cool. guy as well. Um, but Michael, secret. Michael is a great collector and, uh, we were fortunate enough on another show on fifth wrist radio. We, uh, we spoke to him quite a while ago. Um, but yes, he's a very serious collector and a, and a lovely guy as well. Um, he did a great interview for people who want to see it, uh, on Swiss watch gang with Marco, who I know, yep. you know, as well. Um, but yeah, yep. well, let's, let's keep talking about the watches because I've got a few more questions that I want to understand of just immediately around the journey, but um, how did you end up choosing your your movement manufacturer? Oh, on a very once again very uh, not basic but organized way. I mean, everybody would like to go for uh, twenty eight, twenty four eta um, movements or something like this. I mean, but they are just impossible to work with. I mean, you're calling them and say, no, we don't sell any. Who are you? I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to sell any watch movement to you. I mean, oh, you just call uh, this guy and maybe he has a movement from the 80s. Oh, you, oh, no, it's easy. You just have to, to open all the movement, make them new and fuck it. So when you call them, you call STP movement. You have a guy saying, okay, what do you want? This, yes, I can make this new movement for you. Yes, with the the hands this height and the logo engraved and blah, blah. And the movement, they are, they are basic movements. They are basically uh, 28, 24. They are Swiss made for a majority or part of the movement. They don't hide, and I like transparency. Mm -hmm. They don't hide the fact that the main plates are made in Asia. Oh, that's a big deal because they learned how to make watches for 20 years. So I can tell you they know how to make main plates for, for movement. It's all bring back to um, Switzerland. Some parts are locally made um, and then it's locally assembled and checked and everything. It's a company I really like to work with because honestly, they know that they need to put extra effort to be as good as ETHER, but they gave you new movement of course, to the specs you want. And if in any case there is something to discuss about the movement, they just react and, and they make a service in the days. I mean, they're working. They're just working. I had I had one series of movement that when I, I received the 50 movement, one part was not to the quality of I expected. So I talked with a guy that was in the evening. The next morning, he was bringing the quality guy and said, no, I don't like the, the chaussée, I mean, this is the, 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 one of the main gear in the middle of the movement. And that was the Monday or Tuesday by the Friday I had a new, um, new parts. Um, yeah. I mean, this is what you expect. You buy something, but you also buy um, the, the team and the effort that they're making with this. And honestly, the movement, I'm using this extensively now for one year and a half, and it's just running. The... It's a nice company to work with, actually. Good. I I just have to add that uh, STP is very overlooked uh, today, but they do make great work and their latest automatic movement, so I shouldn't say this because it's uh, not supposed to be uh, <laughs> known, but it's it's basically an old Francais Bosch movement that they kind of changed the bridges, and the, but it's basically the old Francais Bosch movement that you find in the old Yemas and such, and it's... Uh, Brilliant, brilliant movement. All those Yema automatic submarines and maybe some Superman, I'm not sure though, because they had a tattoo. But uh, it was this old Francebos uh, automatic uh, movement, which is a tractor, 
beautiful, really great movement. And STP is now making it uh, with a different shape bridges. And uh, so, yeah, STP to me is a manufacturer that you have to look out for now. Because there will be a, a serious uh, alternative to yeah, yeah. Pizza and, and, and to yes, they they are for all independent um, brands. Uh, they are easy to contact. They are easy to work with. Uh, they can uh, send you one or two uh, samples so you can check things and making prototypes with. And and once again, it's all about like a marathon. They will be there in fifteen twenty years, and everything will be improving because. ATA is is blocked. Celita is no better. So, yeah. no, that's fine for me. That's good. All right, continuing on with your watches. And I know that this is maybe a very difficult question to answer, but I really want you to try and answer this as best you can. It's kind of like choosing your favorite one of your children. But out of everything that you've done, and I know that you love all of them, but what one is your favorite custom or piece unique that you've done that just when you look at it you're so proud and you oh, just no love hesitation. it more than which one no hesitation okay, oh, okay. okay. what you, is it you, which one okay okay you you know which one the ghost or no, the hammer the hammered the hammered oh, okay the all right so for for everyone playing along at home head to satori bilad uh the instagram page and it's about the oh it's, it's a little way down but you'll see this sort of um, checkerboard design, uh, like a, a chessboard, basically. But uh, yeah. it's so can you this tell is, us about is, that one? Because it's spectacular. Yeah, okay. Really so this, this, this is a dial design that has been created in the 20s, 1920s in the Art Deco style when you have the, uh, yeah, it's like a, a, a dartboard, yeah, a, a yeah. dartboard uh, dial. That's a better way and, to say, yeah. Yeah, and, and every section one of two, Square or, or part is uh, hammered, uh, hand hammered. It's in titanium. Why I I especially love this case. First of all, because it includes uh, everything that I can propose at the best today. First, the case is out of tantalium. Tantalium is not that common material. Really? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's a tantalium case. case. That's a tantalium oh. case. You can so see. You can see the gray. Uh, the gray hues. Yeah, you can slate, slate gray. Wow. So tantalium is a crazy material to work with, but it's at the same time all the honor to the case maker that has is making, he already made four and we're starting a new batch of four in the next weeks. Um, so tantalium is crazy to work with. Uh, the dial is titanium, which I love. The hands are titanium, uh, blued, which is also something that I really love. And the client asked me to hammer the dial. And the client is someone really important in the watch industry. He's, he's ruling one, is the head of uh, one of the, or the biggest auction house in the watch industry. Um, so, and, and, and this person, uh, Mr. Alexandre, um, is, is, um, was already in my journey so important um, because he came in last uh, last April with a very big project for me that was 10 watches for collectors. And then he came again a few months after with this, this hammered piece. And the dial, because that was the very first dial I, I hammered 
the very first time I was hammering a dial, I made five dials to make one good. Uh, I could have made I could have made five more just to achieve it to the next level of perfection. That was crazy on every yeah. just level. That was crazy because when you're hammering the dial, I was so the first dial I'm hammering. So I'm cutting dies in 0.5 millimeter tight titanium. So you sheet. did you did that yourself? Yeah. So I'm wow. cutting I'm cutting I'm cutting a, a titanium plate on the lace, and I, I'm I'm fixing the titanium plate on the brass chunk, hammering all the part. Takes two days. <laughs> Unstrap the dial from the brass the brass plate, and the dial is like this. Uh, <laughs> Bent. Because, <laughs> bent. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. Uh, I'm calling my dad. <laughs> He's an engineer. Dad. Okay. I've been hammering this dial for two days. <laughs> I don't even finish my question. And now it's bent. Yes. How do you know that? I mean, that's why dad are for huh? one day. <laughs> yeah. Of course. If you're hammering something, you're just pushing the the the, the material somewhere. So if there is a hold inside, blah blah, the force that it's bent. No, no, my son, why don't you do this? Haven't you been to school? Okay, you imagine the scene. So so making a second one, uh, train differently, doesn't work a third one. Oh, the third one make a big scratch. Okay, that's right. A fourth one, a fifth one. And that end, I just making like a chunk of titanium, two millimeters thick, hammering, still a bit bent, Taking the dial, putting this on the lace, making like Cena to 0.5, adapting the plate of the movement so it fits in the case. That was work. That was crazy work, but I loved it. Wow. I just loved it. I can sign today for 10 more. No, I know <laughs> how, how I can make it, but it's, it's insane. And for two days, you're on the bench. So just uh, technically, uh, what do you use? Uh, you have a small hammer, and what's the tool you use uh, yeah. to hammer? Uh, like a pen, like a pen-shaped. Uh... No, I'm ju I'm just taking uh, taking um, hard hard steel. Um, like a pen uh, rod, uh, yeah, like rod. a stick, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, a stick. And then I'm putting this on the lace, and I'm making sharp at the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, sharp, but with with a very specific shape at the end it's, it's not really round it's a little bit with with facets okay so when the light comes on the dial it reflects and so i'm hammering this for it go it goes quite quickly um i can't say but um and after i i found out that there are different techniques or different tools i can use to have the same results but no that was really exciting and that gave me the impulse for the design of the SBO5. Mm. So, um, which will have, um, of course, the SBO5 will be highly bespoke too, but I will also propose to start the collection and, and to initiate the first sales with some, some pre-designed watches. And I will propose a watch that has um, part of the dial hammered and part of the dial highly polished titanium. Mm -hmm. So I will mix uh, ghost watch with hammered stuff Wow. Sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love I love how you <laughs> you are just getting so excited by that because it means that there's an amazing product coming that you really, yeah. really love yourself, which is awesome. Yeah. Um I do wanna ask about your collection too, because as I said before, it's always very interesting yeah. to to get inside the mind of a of a watchmaker, independent watchmaker like yourself. So 
Um, you mentioned in my rapid questions that you like a few watches, not a lot of watches. Um, but from from other brands, what what are some of the watches that interest you and that you have in your collection, your personal collection? Even though you probably don't okay. wear them anymore. Alors, first of all, I haven't wear any of the watches of my collection for almost two years. Yeah, thought so. It's not good. Uh, they are in the safe, but okay, yeah. that's why. Uh, I'm a keeper, so I will never sell them back. And I have very few watches, but uh, I will tell you the most important uh, ones for me. I have uh, all black Baron Ross BR92, uh, uh, all black, like a, a ghost one, because I bought uh, this watch the week before my wedding to fit my suit. Mm -hmm. I had I had a black suit with different shades of black, something. So the watch was fitting absolutely perfectly, and I like this watch because it's now 11 years old, and that related to my wedding that's more like um, and it's a pretty cool design and um, the designer who made this pierre garner is a friend from my design previous life wow, he's an independent nice. uh, designer so I, I, I like his work very much that he did for bell and ross the most important piece i would say in in my little collection is the cartier santos 100, santos 100 i bought in 2004 and that really gave the first sparkle in my watch love. I, I, I just, I bought this watch at the Cartier boutique on the Champs-Élysées. So you can't make it more like it's a big stereotype. Yeah. But when I saw the watch, I found it perfect. Yeah. And the design is, is just design. Is just Didn't perfect. you just sell yours, Benoit? I, I had a Santos, a gold Santos from the late 70s or 80s. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I sold it, but it's um, it's uh, yeah. I I think I'm more of a Saint-Tré man, so I I guess one day I'll have a Tank Saint-Tré. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just mm -hmm. uh, so, and I think it was the right time to sell it, so so I let it go. Cool. So Bell and Ross yeah, Cartier. Cartier. Sorry, I can't um, say it like these French guys here. No, no, C but that's Cartier. perfect. That's perfect. Nah, I got nothing. Cartier. Cartier. Um, <laughs> I have a Maurice Lacroix uh, Gravity Masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Because I love the balance wheel on the top and I love everything about this watch. It's really loud. I mean, the, the movement resonates so much, but I I love everything about this watch. I love the design. And actually, I think I'm going to wear it today. I just love the design of this watch. Um, and that was just, I saw it in Basel 2000 and... 14, 15, I don't, I can't remember. And I just, 14. And I just bought it uh, a few weeks after. I had, a, uh, it was sold out. I asked a guy in a shop that I knew and he got the watch from me from Germany, from another shop. So that was really cool. And the last from my... Um, uh, 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 just on the Maurice Lacroix, uh, because it's an interesting choice. And you said you were picky about choosing. So what specifically on that watch attracted you design i'm only attracted to design i'm not a movement guy mm -hmm. okay i mean you 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 can present me the most the craziest movement in an ugly case i feel like mm -hmm. i'm i'm just looking at the watch it's a very different design language from what you produce because it's it's kind of for people who yes. who don't have it under the eyes there's a there's a small uh, minute and hour dial at one o'clock and there's the balance uh, at uh, should be eight, 
and there's lots of sub dials uh, for I guess yeah. Uh, yeah for the small seconds I guess and and it's partly skeletonized and there's a Geneva stripe finished black Geneva stripes main plate maybe I know it's 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 very unusual it it kind of makes me think of some Grebel Forcé for instance and 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 what is like that yeah 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 a little bit yes that's really interesting no I love the, the way that the yes yes that that's this one oh, wow it's, it's beautiful it's a very nicely designed watch mm. everything is in balance the glass box is is big the light is coming in the the finishes on the cases they are great it's a lot of of watch for the money it's not an an affordable watch that's quite expensive or mm. talking about 10,000 euro but it 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 gives you lots a lot of pleasure for the for the eye a yeah. lot of details to watch everything is good even even the strap the buckle everything is nice when you say it's 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 design um, based um, for your choice does the wearability and legibility come in place when you choose like is it wearable is it really... yes uh, wearability yes it's it's yeah but it's it's quite comfortable it's a 43 millimeter uh, watch it's not that big uh, it's not that small but it's okay <laughs> Um, no, it's just like you—you you can't really explain. It's like you—you—you see—you see the part, the watch, and you say, "Okay, I—I I love it." But once again, this is my taste, and and maybe the guy next to me will say, "Ah, oh, this looks crap," and we say, "Okay, that's right." I mean, the, so I—I I really, when I saw the watch in Basel World, I, I remember seeing me this watch in this uh, booth and saying, "Like, I love this watch." Awesome. And and the last one that I own is uh, Panerai Arcos uh, that was released in 2007. That was the first commission um, or sponsored watch for, for Mike Horn, um, the, the worldwide famous explorer. And now he's a very public person, very known by the media, etc. And when I planned my trip around the world in 2000, I, I'm, I made a two years trip around the world between 2005 and 2007. Um, the guy was not known at all. And I did the trip with my cousin. Uh, and we, we read the books of Mike Horn because they were really, that was everything that we were searching for adventure. And, and, and I really liked the guy. I really liked the books he wrote. And I bought the watch many years after because that was the first watch that that has been made with Panerai for him. It's a very heavy watch that is a tool watch. But for me, it reminds me the time that I was uh, lucky enough to make a two years break in my life and travel the world. So it's just, and at this time we only had, oh no, we, we were uh, traveling with a watch I still have, but I suffered a lot. That was a Suunto watch, uh, a little watch made of black plastic, but had, Boussole, how do you say this? Uh, a compass in it nice. that was quite useful for us, and the temperature gold also that that we made a lot of fun with when it was freezing cold or freezing hot uh, in different parts of the world. Awesome, Benoit. I'll go to you for any further questions in a second. And really, you know, what does the future look like for Satori Boudard, and and what can we get excited about? We've kind of already covered that uh, with the SBO five that. By the time you're hearing this, the SBO5 would have launched. Um, so please head over to, to Satori Bouillard uh, on Instagram and have a look 
Um, and I'm sure I can't, I can't wait to see it because every time you bring a new watch out, it's just next level, next level, next level. And now it's got some carry voodoo line and hands and, and genius in it. Uh, legacy really, I was going to say it before you look at a watchmaker that he's really starting to just leave his legacy on the watch industry for way long after he is gone. Uh, and hopefully he's here for a very long time, but you can just see, you know, there's, there's stuff coming out all the time that just has his, he, you know, his little paintbrush, his little master strokes been put on them. And it's just wonderful to see. Um, but is there anything else that, uh, that people can look forward to or, I mean, I know that's, that's, I'm sure that's been a lot of work, so I, I don't expect any more, but is there? The, um, to, to talk about the HBO5, this will be, um, or this is now by the time this podcast is available, now the watch is presented. So it's um, 38.5 millimeter, 8 millimeter thick, has a small second at 6, has a main dial that will uh, be uh, like the dies I'm doing with titanium, Hammered, polished, brush also can be uh, used with uh, many uh, stone dials. And uh, to put the numbers, there is no more these uh, metal rings on top, but there is a sapphire layer on top of the main dial on which are stamped numbers. The numbers can be chosen by the clients because I have different uh, plates that I can stamp the numbers, so it's highly personable. The hands are in two parts every hand is in two parts so i can have like two finishes on each end wow. case will be either titanium or tantalium Oof. at this date i'm not uh, uh, sure i want to offer steel i want to offer extra light or, or heavy and the movement inside will be la jupere that is made for me was decorated for me and it's a hand manual movement um, with two main springs that brings the power reserve close to four days. Wow, um, sounds awesome. Far yeah, out. That, that, yeah. okay, I can show you. I have a picture there. On, oh, on, on the, awesome. I'm, Everyone, I'm, but this I'm, is really special. Honestly, I, I feel so privileged that by the time people hear this, it, it would be out and, and people will be talking about it. But uh, uh, to, to be able to get a little sneak peek is something really special. So I'm 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 new to the iPhone. I have an iPhone since yesterday, so I'm not really <laughs> comfortable with this. So, so this is wow. how oh, the wow. movement pretty much will look like Looks working awesome. on this. Is that like a satin finish on the bridges? Yeah, satin. Yeah. Uh, there will be partly satin and partly uh, another one, which is a little bit different. Here, this one, it's partly satin and partly circular brush. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, there will be Super a plate nice. to to hold the name of the, and the watch will look let's take this one. Oh wow wow yeah awesome that is what stunning the, absolutely yeah, the hands stunning. are absolutely stunning i think anthony maybe the number yeah. five could stand out on this <laughs> i can see the number five i can see the number five in our future watch anthony oh yes 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 <laughs> in yes, our fifth yes, wrist watch yeah wow so the, beautiful oh. The hands, the hands are in are two parts, and so the the numbers are on. Uh, yeah, you can see the, the shadow underneath plate. the three. Mm -hmm. You can oh, see yeah. the shadow there, so they're up underneath the sapphire. Oh my god! Above the titanium. Stunning. Yeah, so it's it's really classic watch, but yeah. I think also I like classic, but in a way that that clients 
will be able to have fun and this, oh, I want this and this and this. And there are, I, I've shown this design to a handful of clients that Michael saw this. Um, so he say, oh, probably work on this, this. Like, the, what are you saying? So the, I'm listening really carefully to the clients because they are buying the watches, yeah. obviously. And, and, and so I can compile their taste and, and, and get the ideas and just try to implement this. Some ideas, I said, no, I won't go this way because that's not me. But some ideas, oh, okay, let's work on that. Yeah. yeah, that 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 will be interesting, and and for the first time also of my little career, I'd say or progression, I'm I'm working with people that are professional in the case making and stuff like this to help me make this because so far all the models that I've been doing, I've been making all the engineering and all the okay the design always anyway even on the yeah. five, but the engineering and how it's built and how it's constructed and so and and. When you're working with this guy uh, at Komblemin Gutilainen and, and you say, okay, you, you see that the guys, they have a level, you say, okay, so just shut up and learn, okay? <laughs> and you just, you just, I mean, the guy saying, I think, I okay, and you just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the guy is right. I mean, so yeah, that's really nice and really enjoyable to hear and to see the 3D files that are coming and say, okay, oh. God, he's making this eye. Oh, of course, he's making this like this because this and this and this. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's really it's really nice. It's also for me an, um, a real investment. I'm working on my own, so every I'm I'm not founded by some investors or some. It's all my own money. If I have one thousand euro, I can uh, not invest or put my food in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so it's a lot of investment for me for this watch, but but it's really amazing. Cool. I really thank cool. you so much for for you know showing us that, and and you know hopefully for as I said when when this podcast comes out, you'll be able to go to the Instagram page and see what we're talking about, and ah, uh, it'd be great to to get some comments as well. Give give what you think about the watch because it is it is absolutely beautiful. So, wow, congratulations. Much. That is that is stunning. Thank you. Uh, Benoit, any more questions? No, I, maybe because it's it's not very often we get a, a French person from the French industry uh, who speaks English on our podcast. So I, I would like to know your personal opinion on what you would like to see improved in future or changes made to the French watch industry. Uh, I would I would say the 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 network um, yeah the connection because now it it looks like it's really independent and there are not many discussions to say okay I know this guy and for example like a few weeks ago I received by post um, I can't remember the name a watch list or something like this it's a, it's it's still a book there is a, a website but it's still a book like a, a square book and it put inside all the suppliers in the watch world in Switzerland. They say, okay, I, I want an opinion. I mean, oh, I want something. I want a strap. I want a book and I want a case. And you can open and flip and, and meet the subcontractors. And mm-hmm. I think for me, the subcontractors, they are really the, the root of our world because they are not enough put in the light. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, are Getting in the light, I'm thinking about Schwarzetien, for example, that mm-hmm. has been working with Vitalainen, so it's a movement maker, and you know, they, they want to put themselves on, on the 
watch for global watchmaking. Mm -hmm. But usually the subcontractors, they are hidden by the big brand. They know, of course, we're doing everything in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Of course, of course you're not. But why are you ashamed about saying, okay, there yeah. is this guy. I mean, he has the fantastic knowledge about painting my tiles and making this stuff. No, everything is made in the house. So, so the subcontractors <laughs> for me, they are really, really the, the, the seed and, and the fundamental element of the watchmaking industry. And, and, and there are a lot in France too. Yeah, there are a lot of friends, but there is not no network. There are not this connection or this mm -hmm. knowledge of this. The network is missing. For example, if I would just to say, we have in France something which is called France Eclat, which is the the kind of uh, not syndicate, but but uh, the house of microtechnics and mm -hmm. and watchmaking, so blah blah. So they're very good to say, oh, we're going to sell your watches in China. Or something. But if you say, oh, I'm looking for a guy making, I mean, buckers in France, like, uh, no idea. I mean, it's not supposed to be your job, actually, to, to just make that everybody can work together. So I, I think they're not working in the good place at the good moment. And yeah, you, you should promote your subcontractors. And once you're working good with them, they have business, they can employ people mm -hmm. and they can make better business for you. And your competitor also can work with them. It can stimulate also the competition mm -hmm. to bring the good ones to a better level and kill also sometimes the shitty ones. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. My point of view. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Nice. Uh, one last thing I forgot to ask about your straps. Yeah. So uh, tell us about tell us about your straps that you offer with your watches. They are making by uh, um, an Italian small workshop, which is called Jean-Paul Menon. Menunachi, which is uh, nice. also known in the watch the watch world because they are making a lot of watches for the auction houses and stuff like this. Uh, and they are working absolutely the way that I, I work. In. So I'm sending them a picture. Okay, I want this color of leather outside, blue stitches on one side, purple stitches on the left side, um, white coat leather inside. Done. It sends. It's good. And and yeah, they're making bespoke straps yeah. for every, every every watch. Of course, I'm come comes with a, a strap that the client has defined with me. So actually, I'm awesome. yeah, we have the same in France. Actually, we have a very good strap maker. Yes, also, I'm starting right. with work with them, which is Scarlett. Yes, okay. Um, and I'm starting to work to work with them, and. Uh, quite interesting also they need to smoothen a little bit their process mm -hmm. um because it's still like a little bit like not chaotic but it, they, they can work a little bit on the, the the ordering and the contact process because they're a larger company but they're making very very nice straps and also totally bespoke Awesome. It's really interesting. So I think, um, you know, y your sort of brand ethos is about uh, being bespoke yeah. and, and giving your clients the opportunity to make the watch how you want. And it really does sound like you've taken the time to find the subcontractors that will almost do the same for you. You're the client in a lot of ways to them and you need this stitching of purple this side, blue on this side, and, and for, they have to be able to do that for you so that you can do that for your clients. And I think that's a that's a really good sort of um, support group, I suppose. You, you all help each other bring the product to life for the customer and then the customer goes on this journey, then they receive their watch and it just a, 
it's just a wonderful thing to to be a part of. So I, I look forward to hopefully doing that someday that, soon. That, the, the end, uh, Jean-Claude Biver once said on an interview, I can't remember, he, said, he was saying, if you're, if you're a brand owner, your boss is your client. And yeah. he's absolutely right. I mean, if, if, you, if you think once again that you're above your client, I mean, you're, you're going into the wall. And, and so my client is my boss. But it's a lovely boss. And the, my client is also the boss for all my subcontractors. And if I'm working with the guys with the same mentality and with the, the, the guy who is making the cases or finishing my cases and saying, Jan, okay, there is a client he wants, he doesn't want the brush on the lugs, but he wants the polish, he wants the sunblast lugs, but dearest. And Jan says, okay, I mean, your clients want this, I'm going to make it. There is no way to say, ah, fuck it, your client sucks, I, I won't make it. I mean, no. I mean, we're all in the, in, in the same, very positive way to saying, okay, we are making something very nice for the client. If we are so lucky to, to do this job, I mean, Brilliant. it's great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, we start to wrap up now with, um, with our Instagram recommendations. Yep. Um, so, uh, Aman, why don't you go first? Okay, so I... Who is your... Actually... I yeah, sent you. I sent you bigger. two Instagram pages that you could have a look. You can have two because you already mentioned one. But same okay, again. so the, the first one would be Comblemin because they they have a very yes. small uh, Instagram account, but they are they need to be contacted. Uh, they need to be contacted by watchmakers because they, it it looks a little bit scary because it's owned by Rutilainen, but they are so friendly. They will listen to the project. Of course, they will also choose the project they want to work with or not. That that's the rule. But you have such a professional team, and I mean, so far, so all very good. So first would be complimenting, and the second one will be a yeah. friend of mine, uh, which is a subcontractor for the watch industry, which is Philippe Narbel, N A R B E L, and Philippe uh, is in La Vallée de Joux. And he's doing many anglages and, and finishes on, on very delicate parts of movement. And the guy is absolutely lovely, absolutely knowledgeable, has a great team of almost 10 person working for him. And I remember at the very beginning, I knew him by a friend, vaguely. And at, at the beginning of the, my work, like two or that was three years ago, I was really struggling with polishing. And I called him out of the blue saying, okay, can you just learn me how to make polishing? He said, okay, 1st of July, I have a bench free because one guy is going in holidays. You just move here and you stay for one week there and I will learn what you want to learn. Brilliant. Okay, I'm coming. Honey, I must go to Switzerland. <laughs> okay. so, so, yeah, but so, so this, this, is, this is the mentality of the guy. I mean, so I, I just love Philippe. Yeah, it's Philippe it's, it's Philippe underscore Narbel underscore watchmaking. Yeah, N A R B E L. And uh, and uh, com Comblemine. Comblemine. I'm going to say Comblemine. Comblemine. C O M B L E M I N E. But yeah, 669 followers for Comblemine. Come on, man. They, they got to know. <laughs> they need. Uh, I'm sure they'll get maybe one or two more from, from Fifth Wrist, but. Um, <laughs> do you know if they can make unique dials or is it only quantity 
a condominium. Can they make one of dials? No, no, they, 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 no, no, they, they, they make one of dials. Okay. Uh, because I'm, I'm asking them, for example, my um, salmon dials, which is a color that is really, really tricky to make, and so they're making for me. Um, uh, also like the green, but I'm, I'm placing all the for one dies or actually I'm trying to, to place five orders at the same time, but that be, that can be five pièces unique, okay. one guilloche, one green dial, one uh, satin uh, blue or, or salmon, etc. This come at a certain cost, but this is the cost of quality. Uh, and they are working, yeah, they are, I, I don't know if they can work for a private individual because uh, they probably stick to work with other business entities or easy to work with reasons. Yeah, yeah, but, but you can, you can ask, uh, if, if you want names of people doing, because no, my, my, my contact, uh, book on my new iPhone is filled of, of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, posh. Um, it, it's filled with um, uh, with with guys who are making just pièces unique. Last week, I had to talk with uh, a woman that is making uh, grand feu uh, dials, yes. and she's making uh, uh, like like animals and and like design mm -hmm. only with enamel, and 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 and, wow. and the job is crazy. And she's also working in the Valley Jew. So. Uh, Yeah, if anybody is looking for something um, particular in like a subcontractor, just yeah. feel free to ask if I can answer. I, answer. I probably will because I, I have a, a, a one-off watch underway. It's a long-term project, but uh, looking for a dial maker. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's long term. Oh, We've got it term. here first. <laughs> All right. Benoit, what about yours today? Who is your uh, Instagram I am going to recommend a French, uh, let's say, maybe micro-brand uh, account called Semperaduc. So at Semper, S-E-M-P-E-R-A-D-H-U-C. So their concept is uh, basically very uh, French, French-made watches, French-designed. I think they're close to Bordeaux, if I'm correct. Or maybe not. I, I yeah. Don't, yeah. Right. And and uh, they basically they are, use. They are close to Bobby. Yeah, and they basically use vintage uh, watch movements, so a lot of uh, AS movements. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's uh, I kind of I I really like the concept because I'm a vintage watch uh, collector and lover. So uh, and really great uh, design is is current. It's it's got this kind of French touch, kind of. Uh, It's it's different in a nice way, and I really like what they do. And they're on my list of uh, of potential future watches. So at Semperaduc, S E M P E R A D H U C. Shout out. Beautiful, good one. Uh, okay, mine is going to be a little bit hard to to say and spell, uh, but go with me. Get get your phones All ready. Right. Uh, so it's T H three. The, just the number three, T-H-3-M-3-T-I-M-3. Now, Armand knows who yep. I'm talking about. I... Uh, so I came across this, um, this profile. Uh, and one of the things that I'm looking to do to, to grow, because, um, you know, we've been doing this for quite a while now. We've recommended hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So I need to start getting creative. Otherwise, I'm going to be repeating myself. So each week when I'm talking to whoever it is, I go and look for someone who has 
either that watch or that style or loves the certain brand. And so, so this gentleman here, he says, life's short, eat dessert first. And I really like that because it just speaks about doing what you love, do it now, don't wait for anything because, uh, but he has a beautiful sort of salmon, salmon dial, I think it is, um, or copper. Is it copper or is that, is that the salmon one? Yeah. Um, a uh, SBO4. Um, but what I liked about this guy is is very similar to me in a lot of ways, that his collection is so broad. He has Rolex, he has uh, Zenith, he's got Patek and, and Tudor and stuff like that. Uh, but then there's an SBO4 from, uh, from Your Good Self and a P01 and a Yellow Dial Explorer. And so it's just a I love collections like this that you really know that that, that person just loves yeah. everything. They love all these watches. So what what do you know? Do you know him well? Uh, that that's a kind of client that we're talking every couple of months. We we're just messaging and and we should yeah. we should uh, we've been not we didn't succeed in in contacting in the last weeks because he wants to talk about another watch. So I'm very honored about this. Lives in UK. He's a very cool uh, young guy. He's probably not even 40 years old. Um, what else? He loves DJing. He loves cycling. It, it looks like a, a dating picture. Um, <laughs> and, and he's really nice looking guy. So oh, that's ladies. cool. So he, uh, he's got a great collection. There's over a thousand photos. He's yeah. got 1,295 followers. So I just think that someone with a collection like this and and he he's uh I'm sure he won't mind me saying this he's a modest photographer much like myself we we don't spend a lot of time taking fancy pictures and stuff like Benoit here uh, and other people in the fifth risk crew but we just love watches yeah. point the iPhone shoot take the photo upload it do some little editing stuff that we do um but I like those yeah. posts and, and those accounts well, so, really cool. um, so go give Trevor a follow um TH3M3TIM3. I don't know. I don't get it, but I'm sure it means something to him. Yeah. Anyway, so there are our Instagram recommendations. Um, all right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show now. Um, and I, I really just want to take a minute to thank you, Arman, for coming on to the thank show and talking with us because it's. It's a real pleasure and you were so easy to, to organize and, and I'm sure much like you are with your with your watches as well. But it's just for us, um, you know, we, we, we're just enthusiasts that love to, to speak to people and we get to talk to people like you who are doing something. And I think the thing that I'm really enjoying seeing from, from SB is that they're popping up more and more in people's collections that they haven't got. So like you said before that you're, Typical clients are probably, you know, have a few independents before you and stuff like that. I am now seeing accounts where you are the first independent that people are getting. And, and Satori Bilat is the, the company that's getting people from mainstream into indies and then on to other things as well later on. So, um, but congratulations for everything you have achieved. And by the looks of the watch that we just saw, oh my God, I cannot wait Fantastic. to see it come out and to see what comes in the future and and hopefully we can get together and, and maybe do a, a a bespoke piece or a limited edition in the future as well it's something that i certainly have uh in my mind that i want to start planning so um so 
again, thank you very much for coming onto the thank show. Thank you very much for the invitation. I had a wonderful time with you guys. Uh, uh, yeah, my, my, my phone line is open for any talk and I, I just, I really loved it, actually. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in. If you want to know more about Fifth Wrist or into getting into our Slack group, um, how to get involved with writing your own reviews on the Fifth Wrist website, you can email me, anthony at fifthwrist.com or uh, Instagram at defining underscore time. Uh, Benoit is petite seconds. And of course, please go and follow, if you're not already, Satori Billard uh, on Instagram. Um, and you can have a chat with Arman. I'm sure he's got lots of, uh, lots of ways to bring your ideas to life in the future. Um, so, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure once again. I can't wait to see the new watch come out. And for everyone else, stay on time. Mm-hmm.